Springfield's Talk 1041. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the show. My name is Nick Reed, and we are broadcasting live from Scrambler's Friday Road Show, sponsored by Affordable Towing. And it is a hero's breakfast. That means if you're a veteran, you're going to get free breakfast this morning. And that is thanks to uh, the awesomeness of Scrambler's, of course. Um, Air Services, Heating, Cooling, Plumbing, Electrical. They, are, they actually have some folks out here this morning. Uh, Delta Roofing and uh, Serenity Honors. So a big thank you to all of those folks for making it possible for us to do this every once in a while. It's just a great time. And, of course, everyone's welcome out here. But if you're a veteran, come by here at the table. And there's this little Heroes Breakfast Certificates. Grab one. Give that to your server. And it's that simple. We do have some of the KSGF Sud glasses left also. I I've had them, frankly. I just sort of forgot they were in our container of equipment. And so there's five pair. If you haven't gotten a pair yet, uh, you can come by and get some. It don't cost anything. For you, anyway. Uh, they are complimentary, as they say. Dr. John Lilly joining us. We'll chat with him in moments. Also, a look at the weather. Very summer-like this weekend. Right now, the latest news update. The first alert forecast sponsored by Navant, employee benefits that work from Color 10 Fox 49 meteorologist Tom Schmidt. Sunny, a high today of 89. Clear, 64 low tonight. Sunshine, 88 tomorrow. Sunday, sunny with a high of 87. Hey, everyone. It's Dr. John Lilly. Good morning. How are you? It's great to see you. It's always so great to see John Lilly. Well, it's only once a month. Well, that's, you know. I guess that's why it's great. It, it is. It's your the McRib pop up every yeah, so often. Yeah, that's right. Yes. Good analogy. Yes. And the distance McRib. and of time makes the heart grow fonder. <laughs> and then I disappear for a little while. I know you do. You, you're back. like a Haley's Yay, Comet. Yay, the McRib is back. That's right. Yay, Dr. Lily's back. Well, this mo- the today, this morning, I want to talk about a World Health Organization mm. deal that they're putting forward. Mm. I bet this is good news for liberty. Oh, yes. You bet. It is their convention, agreement, or other international instrument on pandemic prevention, preparedness, and response. Well, it sounds certainly responsible and with the best interests of the citizen in mind. Oh, don't you know it. Now, the first thing that you think of, let's see, pandemic. We just got through one in 2020 to 2021. The previous pandemic was 1917 to 1918, the uh, Spanish uh, bird flu. So how many years is it between those? Yeah, about 100. About 100. Yeah. So why? When's the next one going to be? Well, I'd like to think 100 years and About 100 years. So why the heck are we preparing for the next pandemic now? I get this distinct feeling that they may start loosening up the, uh, the the definition, if you will, of pandemic. Well, remember what Rahm Emanuel said. I'll paraphrase it. Never let a good crisis go to waste. I don't know that that's paraphrasing. <laughs> I think that may be exactly just, what he said. That one, it wasn't quite. I've yeah. got it written down someplace, yeah. but it's not quite. But that's a good paraphrase. Well, I mean, listen, 
we this whole thing and i've talked about the fact that vaccines in our minds at least to, to a large degree of vaccine just prevent you from getting something right you know you get right. the you know, chicken pox vaccine and polio vaccine and but we and we call it a covid vaccine and it doesn't even come close to doing that so no. if we can redefine vaccine and lots of other things and hey, why not pandemic it's just that's whatever right. they say it is you know what i'm not an expert they are that's right so what is and they, they have been working on this for a couple of years it started like in late 2021 they have about every two or three months they have a two three four day meeting and a little over a year ago they had a draft the first draft of this convention this is called the ca plus convention agreement plus like the lgbtq plus, you know you can add whatever you want on to right. it. Just put plus at the end. <laughs> so they've been working on this for over a year, and they, they're they now on about the fourth draft. They want to have this finished by March. So the one thing that I'm a little worried about is the Biden administration just saying, oh, this sounds really good. We're just going to accept it. Because what is what is it real? You know, again, if it walks like a duck, quacks like a duck, looks like a duck, it's a duck. Well, this looks like a treaty, reads like a treaty. It's going to act like a treaty. It's really a treaty, but it doesn't say treaty. So what does the U.S. not have to do? Get it ratified by the Senate. Get ratified by the Senate. I win. You win. I know the answer. <laughs> And they they specifically, and it, this is their their latest um, news release. Uh, the drafting group of the international intergovernmental negotiating body to draft and negotiate the WHO convention agreement or other international instrument uh, held discussions and informal meetings from four to six September. And to advance the work on it, they're going to hold the seventh meeting will be 6 to 10 November and then from 4 to 6 December. And they hope to have the thing wrapped up again next next March. Well, yeah, if we could, because I want to go ahead and get traffic so we okay. continue on with this here with Dr. John Lilly. It's a Heroes Breakfast here at Scrambler's Traffic Update. I'm Nick Reed. And, yes, everyone's favorite doctor, Dr. John Lilly. Good morning. We're talking about the World Health Organization, CA+. Now, how they get how they get by the, with this thing? Constitution. They can. They can. The Constitution of the World Health Organization, Article 19. The Health Assembly shall have authority to adopt conventions or agreements with respect to any matter within the competence of the organization. A two-thirds vote of the Health Assembly shall be required for the adoption of such convention or agreements, which shall come into force for each member when accepted by it in accordance with this constitutional process. Well, constitutional process, well, it has to get okay by the Senate. No. If it doesn't say treaty, they can just, the Biden administration says, oh, we're just going to accept it. Now, what is... They And they drafted this specifically for that Article 19. They said, yeah, that's why we need it. And in part of the, their agreement, I'm now reading from their latest draft, the instrument should be legally binding. 
So they're going to claim, hey, this this should be legally binding. And unreversible, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. Now you think, okay, pandemic preparedness. Well, we don't have to do that for 100 years. Well, Article 2, Number 2, in furtherance of its objective, the WHOCA Plus applies at all times, including during and between pandemics. So, so they, always. They just define it to say, yeah, this is, this is all the time. And they have a whole bunch of, in the part of the World Health Organization, uh, a bunch of provisions like respect for human rights, sovereignty, equity, mm. solidarity, oh, yes, yes, yes. transparency, accountability. Well, who could be against all of that? Oh, yeah. Uh, one health, inclusiveness. Oh, my gosh. You know, it just goes well, on. Any organization that has such a cozy relationship with China clearly values all of those those oh, human rights. Yes. And so you, you can definitely believe them. And they, I would say, the World Health Organization definitely, definitely earn their street cred holding China accountable for the, for the Wuhan. Yeah, for yeah. Wuhan. I mean, yeah. Uh, so uh, they definitely have demonstrated that there's no reason to question no. their credibility whatsoever. Article 11, co-development and transfer of technology and know-how. They want to promote the relevant transfer of technology and know-how. So what they what they really want is we got a lot of technology in this country. They want to just take that yeah. and transfer it to wherever they want. Well, sure, but it's for us. Sure. So they want to take appropriate measures to support time-bound waivers of intellectual property rights that can accelerate or scale up the manufacturing of pandemic-related products during a pandemic. So they want us to waive all of your intellectual property rights. They want us to waive all of um, any kind of money that we would get uh, from from coming up with new ideas. No, you gotta you gotta waive all that sure. and just give your technology to the other countries. Which of course really incentivizes uh, people to develop new technology. Yeah and ideas to advance us. You know. Yeah. Knowing that you're going to have to turn it over and give it to someone else, that is always a huge incentive for people to develop new things. Right. Uh, another part of it says, in particular, developing country parties in achieving the objectives of this WHOCA Plus through capacity building and the development of transfer of technology, skills, knowledge, and know-how. So, yeah, all of the underdeveloped countries that you know well they suffered from, from this last pandemic so we got to give them the uh, oh, well, technology distribution of well, it, it's a, a similar approach to the environment yes that they use so they want the people that manufacture and come up with these ideas uh, to grant any existing licensing restrictions on mutually agreed terms and give them a non-exclusive royalty-free license to any such manufacturers to use their intellectual property and other protected substances, products, 
technology know-how, information, and knowledge used in the process of pandemic-related products and production. It almost, much of this sounds a modern-day version of, and a, a fancier agreement that we may have written up for slaves. Yeah. You know, essentially, we own you. Yes. Now, uh, well, and... and the slaves don't even get to sign it, of course. It's, um, you know, someone decides it on their behalf. Right. Which is what this is. I, I, I mean, it's just incredible and frightening. And they also have a, a long, I looked at their, their long list of who participates in this thing. And they've got, oh, uh, over a hundred groups and it's a whole bunch of you know nonprofit groups from Africa oh, yeah. Yeah. and Asia and China that they get a say in what this thing how this thing reads so there weren't too many from the US that I saw on this list I don't know that that's I don't know if that's good or bad <laughs> I know um, so so they want us to come up with the ideas right, and then just, right, and right. just give it right. to everybody else. You know, one of the... and I, I, This is so obvious to some people, but I think it isn't to others. The, the thing that unleashed the, if you want to call it the 5,000-year leap forward, this this light-speed advancement. Because you look at how long the Earth has existed and how long, let's, let's just say you look at pre the United States, from the beginning of time, really how little, how few advancements there were over the tens of thousands or millions of years, depending on what, you know. And then all of a sudden, in just like 200 years... What happened? Why all of a sudden did we go warp speed when it comes to the advancements of technologies? And what happened was, for the very first time in humanity, you had a grouping of people, it was here in the United States, in which if you came up with an idea... You got to keep all the benefit of that. Right. It didn't belong to anyone. There was no king. There was no government. So it allowed it. If somebody developed an idea that other people wanted to use, they got to, to reap the windfall from it. And that made people go, oh, well, I want to do that. And that's why the United States led the world when it came to all of these advances in technology and medicines and, and everything we see around us. So when you understand that, and that's why that happened, then you see a plan like this, where you go back to the Stone Age. Right. You do not in any way, shape, or form benefit. You're just doing it for the greater good. Well, I suppose in Fantasyland, that's a fun, neato idea. But are we interested in creating a Fantasyland world or the reality? Yeah. And reality is when you allow people to privately benefit from their ideas, their inventions, their developments, and can be wildly rich, that's how you end up 
with the advancements, not this route. We yes. we we went this route for millions of years or however you know far back. Didn't work so much. No, because there's no in, there's no there's incentive. There's no incentive. There's no incentive. We got Dr. John Lilly with us more as we continue the Friday Road Show and a Heroes Breakfast this morning. If you're a veteran, you get free breakfast thanks to Scramblers, Delta Roofing, Air Services, Heating, Cooling, Plumbing, Electrical, and Serenity Honors. I'm Nick Reed. Sarah Myers, everyone. Thank you. Well, I've been telling you about it all week, and tomorrow is the official day that Quick Draw Gun in Monette is hosting their official grand reopening. Doors are going to open at 9 a.m., and over the last uh, year, year and a half, Quick Draw Gun, they have been updating, upgrading, renovating their shop, and they are officially ready to unveil it to you. So they are going to have tons of store-wide savings. If you follow them on Facebook, you'll get to see exactly some of those savings. I know that they're going to be doing uh, tons of different giveaways as well, uh, hourly giveaways. They're going to have hot dogs and refreshments, 11 a.m. to 1 p.m., over 100 new and used guns at blowout prices. So this is going to be a great grand reopening, especially if you are kind of new to the firearm world, if you are wanting to purchase your first firearm Tomorrow is a great time to get down there and meet the fine folks over at Quick Draw Gun in Monette. They're also going to be doing a layaway for Christmas. So if that is something that you have been thinking about as well, you can do that tomorrow. So just a reminder, doors open at 9 a.m. You can find all of this information at KSGF.com under the Sarah's Endorsements tab on our social media at uh, KSGF.com. I'll have it all over the place. But tomorrow is going to be that grand reopening. And of course, you can find all of the shop hours address, all of that information as well ksgf.com under the sarah's endorsements tab and we are at scramblers this morning it is a hero's breakfast dr john lilly with us yes and we're talking about the whoca plus world health organization convention agreement slash whatever you want to call it but you can't call it a treaty right so this is their pandemic preparedness. We got to prepare for the next pandemic. But by the way, this thing, it also is in effect between yeah. pandemics. Well, practice makes perfect. There's no better yeah. way to prepare for the next pandemic than to pretend as if we're always in one. Yes. So we were talking about how they expect the developed countries to transfer their technology and know-how to the non-developed countries. They also have in this regulatory strengthening. Well, of course. The parties shall align and, where possible, harmonize technical and regulatory requirements and procedures, promote and facilitate the use of regulatory reliance and mutual recognition, use common technical documents and share relevant information and assessments concerning the quality, safety, and efficacy of pandemic-related products, including uh, after regulatory approvals are granted. So they want to strengthen relevant national and regional regulatory authorities. It kind of sounds like strengthening the CDC regulations. It's all for us, though. It's all for oh, the yes. citizens. It's, it's all, for, it's and, all and, for your good. And, Dr. Lilly, they are the experts. 
Oh, yes. Each party shall, in accordance with nat- national laws, encourage manufacturers as appropriate to generate relevant data and diligently pursue regulatory authorizations or appeals of pandemic-related processes with uh, WHO-listed authorities or other priorities and the WHO. So they know best. Of course, in fact, it's a little embarrassing for humanity that they have to spell it out for us because we should just know. Yes. And if, if you had any question, uh, they have uh, under uh, Article 15, recognizing the central role of WHO as the directing and coordinating authority on international health work and mindful of the need for coordination with regional organizations, entities in the United Nations system, and other intergovernmental organizations, the WHO Director General shall determine whether a whether to declare a pandemic. So, in this, they're saying, yeah, we're the final authority. We get to say what's a pandemic and what's not a pandemic. You know, it'd just be a lot easier if they just, I mean, they could have this on one piece of paper. And it just says, the top, WHO, and then we're in charge. That's yeah. it. We're in charge. Don't ask questions. Right. We know what we're doing. Dr. John Lilly with us. We're continuing halfway through the uh, Friday Roadshow Heroes Breakfast, free breakfast for veterans. I see air services, heating, cooling, plumbing, electrical. They're out here. Um, of course, they are, are part of the reason we're able to do the free breakfast for veterans along with Serenity Honors and Delta Roofing. And, of course, Scramblers buying breakfast for veterans until 9 o'clock this morning. Springfield's Talk 1041. I'm Nick Reed. I've been uh, talking to you folks about Aller Building Company for several years now, and you know, there's this always segment of the population needing to get into a bigger home, smaller home, move, whatever the reason may be, and then there's that segment that they only want new homes. Um, don't want to do any remodeling. They just they want it brand new, and Aller Building Company is your key to that. They have really, really got something lined up for you. They've got this new subdivision, Woodvale, and I've spoken of it before. It's the corner of Golden and Weaver, and they've got some real builder incentives going on for you right now. So if you are a new home person... And that's what you're looking for. I definitely encourage you to head over to that Woodvale subdivision, the corner of Golden and Weaver, and then any questions that you have. Uh, all our building company, I mean, they do so much. They really are your folks if you're wanting a brand new home because, they take, you know, you got that aspect of it and then the showroom floor in order to make the house a home, the inside, the interior, the exterior as well. Everything that is the personality of the home where there are choices to be made, um, in terms of the aesthetics and the functionality, uh, that's what they have in that showroom floor to make it so much easier. So head on over to that Woodvale subdivision corner of Golden and Weaver if you are looking for a brand new home. All our building company, you can find them under Nick's endorsements at ksgf.com. First alert forecast sponsored by Navant, employee benefits that work from Color 10, Fox 49 meteorologist Tom Schmidt. Summer-like weather, sunny 89 for a high today, 64 tonight, tomorrow sunny 88, and Sunday sunny with a high of 87. Dr. John Lilly. Good morning. Hey. As a little recap, we have been talking about the World Health Organization. And they, in in this last COVID pandemic, 
they discovered that, hey, we got a lot of power. There's a lot of stuff that everybody looks to us for the answers. So when this thing is over, we don't want to go back to the old way of doing things. We want to keep this power. So they decided they're going to come up with a WHO convention agreement or other international instrument on pandemic prevention, preparedness, and response. The WHO CA+. And, of course, they use the plus to refer to everything else. Right, yeah, it covers anything. Yeah, everything but a treaty, even though this is really a treaty. Right. So... They What they're doing is setting themselves up to be the arbiters of what is a pandemic. And you might say, well, pandemic, that only happens every hundred years. I'm going to be dead before the next one comes right. around. Well, they cover themselves because they include between pandemics you gotta as just, part of their mission. You know, I mean, everyone you knows know. that even when you're in the off season, you got to still keep yourself in shape. You gotta, That's right. You got to keep practicing, got to make sure they're ready for that pandemic. Yeah, there may be another something or other coming out of that Wuhan laboratory. That's right. You never know. (laughs) And it's still not clear whether, was that an accident or or was it a plan to make? Well, one of the areas of inquiry that one of the committees in Congress has been trying to tackle is the fact that there was, it was revealed a couple of weeks ago that a whistleblower within the CIA had revealed that there was a grouping, I think, of seven CIA individuals that were tasked with investigating that. And um, when the investigation was done, they determined that it could not be concluded and that was used by Fauci and others to dismiss people who questioned Wuhan. And the whistleblower said that that out of all of them, there was only one who actually felt that way. All of the rest of them initially said that it certainly appears as if this was something that came from this lab. But they were paid to instead in their official report they were paid by the cia significant amounts of money in order to say that it was undetermined and so that's another area of investigation that's going on right now oh god yeah and that it was sort of it was under the guise of bonuses that they you know they got in order to say that so our tax money is going well, of course to help cover it up yeah, well, and you couldn't you couldn't help better people cover it up. No, communist Chinese with their slaves and concentration camps. Yeah, and, I mean you know, great people for an administration that loved to paint Trump as somehow beneficial to dictators. I've never seen an administration that bends over backwards to cover up for. Yeah, these regimes. I mean, just even we almost forget about some of the like the. the Allowing the China, Chinese to spy on our sensitive air, allowing that spy satellite, knowing what it was, to go from sensitive site to sensitive site and in real time send information back to Beijing. I, to me, that by itself is a reason every American should say these people should not only not be in office, but maybe in jail possibly. But it's just like, oh, well, that's just Joe. I guess yeah. that, that, that money from the communist. Chinese to those Biden bank accounts certainly has paid off. Yeah. 
They're like, man, we got a lot for our yen. <laughs> yes. So this WHOCA plus, it is when it's accepted, it will be in effect even between pandemics. It says that developing countries have to give their technology and know-how to non-developing countries, and they have to waive any licensing, royalty fees, anything that would give them a benefit for what they come up with. Now you got to waive all that stuff and just give your the the uh, know-how away. Yeah. It talks about regulations and how we need to strengthen uh, all the nation's regulatory agencies, which tells me that's like CDC. It said, oh, you got to give the CDC even more authority. Well, sure. I mean, so, you saw how many people didn't listen to them and comply. Yeah. Um, whether it's CDC or WHO, so these organizations, they de- yeah, they need to be able to really put us in our place. Yep. Now, how are they going to finance this thing? Well, they've got that in this thing too. Prioritize and increase or maintain, including through greater collaboration between health, finance, and private sectors as appropriate. Domestic funding for pandemic prevention, preparedness, response, and health systems recovery, notably by improving and sustaining relevant capacities and working to achieve universal health coverage. So, yeah, domestic funding. Well, that's the American taxpayer. Right, of course it is, yeah. So, yeah, you guys, Lucky you guys got to foot the bill. Lucky us. More with Dr. John Lilly as we do continue on. Not just the Friday Road Show, sponsored by Affordable Towing, but a Heroes Breakfast. A lot of folks out here, air services, heating, cooling, plumbing, electrical out here. They, of course, uh, help pay for those breakfasts along with Delta Roofing, Serenity Honors, and Scramblers. Emily Johnson, she's out here, by the way. So if you have any questions regarding home sales or purchases or, you know, you just want to say hey to her. She's out here uh, probably for the next half hour or so. And we are doing the free breakfast for veterans till 9 a.m. from Scramblers. I'm Nick Reed. we got Dr. John Lilly with us. I've known Dr. Lilly for well over a decade, and I still think that that's what I call you is Dr. Lilly. <laughs> I don't, I'd never call you by your actual friend name. Is that weird? Yeah. Does that say more about you or me? Maybe you're so intimidating and formal that even your friends don't feel comfortable calling you anything other than Dr. Lilly. And you're not even my doctor. That's right. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It, it's, uh, and I, when, and I've, been, I've been in Springfield since 1997 as in, when I came back for the residency program. So... And it's not unusual. I'll be walking through the mall, and someone, oh, hi, Dr. Lilly. Okay. Oh, you know, and it's somebody, I don't recognize them, but obviously well, sure, they recognize sure, sure. me. Yeah. It was some patient from 10 years yeah. ago. Well, so you made an impact. So what an impact you make on people's lives. I guess. The funniest thing that, that we have, I've ever had was uh, we were on vacation, and we went on a cruise, mm-hmm. and and one of the stops was the uh, Cayman Islands, which is like 3,000 miles from Springfield. And we went on a um, stingray, mm-hmm. little stingray thing. And they have... 
for some reason out there, these stingrays, over the years, they're very friendly to people. Right. You can go out to, in the, the almost, it seems like the middle of the ocean, but they'll have a little sandbar where you're waist deep in the mm-hmm. ocean, and the little stingrays will come up to you, and, and, you know, you can rub them and pet them and stuff. So we did that in the morning, and in the afternoon, we were at a restaurant that was uh, by a beach. And so my wife and I, Bobby, we're sitting there eating, and I hear this. Well, hi, Dr. Lily. (laughs) I said, what the heck? And it was one of the drug reps that Uh, used to call on us when we were at, back then, St. John's at East Sunshine. That was one of the old drug reps that he was on vacation on on the the, uh, Cayman Islands, on uh, the main town there. Um, Years ago... I was uh, on a cruise with a buddy of mine. It was actually one of our, I think it was the very first trip we did before we did the all-inclusives. And it was the very first cruise we ever did. And my buddy went along with me. And we were sitting in the uh, hot tub. And there were a couple other people and were chatting with this gal. And in the conversation, this gal, um, her she was the sister of one of my really good friends from high school I graduated oh with. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I couldn't believe it. I thought, what are the odds that, yeah. you know, and, and I had never met her. I just knew her sister that I was friends with. And, uh, yeah, you just, it's sort of weird when that happens. Yeah. But Cayman Islands, yeah, that's something yeah. else. That just goes to show, is the side get sidetracked here. The Grand Cayman, I think is the name of the, the main town there. When we were there, it just shows you the difference between capitalism and socialism. When we were there, you would have thought you were in downtown Miami. I mean, there were McDonald's, uh, you know, retail places. And you're driving down the street. We were in a bus. You're going down the street, and it looks like you're in a downtown Miami. It was, you know, all of these uh, restaurants, retail places. Whereas you go to Jamaica, and hardly you see hardly any cars. Right. Everybody's on buses or on uh, bicycles. Bicycles. Uh, you know, you're driving at you. People are just, you know, groups of people just standing around, not doing anything. You see a whole a lot of buildings that are half built. Uh, you see other buildings just run down and dilapidated, abandoned buildings. And I think, okay, there's a difference between capitalism and yes, the socialism. evils, the evils of capitalism. Um, so I'm. Let's see here. Uh, before we go to a break here, Senator Dianne Feinstein has passed away, according to Fox News. Of course, there has been. A, she's been one of the elected officials that many people see as an example of. A, I, I don't want to say a system. It's not the system's fault, but this habit that Americans seem to have, particularly with Democrats, though Mitch McConnell proves to be the exception there, of electing and keeping people in office that are well, well, well beyond a reasonable amount of time, not just because of age, but mental capacity. I don't, right. you know, those questions that they ask people, do you think, you know, that there should age, 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 or these are too old? To me, it's not an age thing. Though, 
there is a dovetail there. I mean, often the older you get, the increased likelihood that these problems are going to occur. But that's not what it's about for me, anyhow. Nonetheless, um, I think that this is not good for the Biden campaign. No, I think I think it might be good because I have heard a rumor. It was about somebody, you know, Nancy Pelosi. But does this give them the ability to put Kamala Harris uh, in her position yeah. and now Biden uh, puts Gavin Newsom right. as yeah. the vice yeah. president and then next summer or next spring or something, Th- this will, Biden yeah. says, I think I need to retire. Well, this will have implications on the presidential race. and not There is that component, but in addition to that, it is it makes more realistic what could happen to Joe Biden if he's reelected or what could happen to him any time that this this concept of someone his and he's you know several years younger than Diane Feinstein but still he is clearly demonstrating the issues that come along with that age factor that this talk about well what if he dies what if he dies what if he dies that isn't just some sort of far-fetched conversation piece it's a realistic thing and so I think that this is definitely that the Democrats are going to be having conversations about we already have the age issue going on in terms of a, a problem with Biden this certainly is going to demonstrate in the minds of a lot of people this is what can happen and there may be some shifting that takes place. yeah but you add into that the California component Kamala that's her Gavin Newsom there's a whole lot here that, that yeah. these implications uh, uh, could be pretty widespread more with Dr. John Lilly coming up here from Scramblers I'm Nick Reed Live from Scrambler's Heroes Breakfast, reporting on the, well, we've been talking about uh, a number of things here, but uh, Diane Feinstein has died at the age of 90, and, and we've just chatting um, about the, the implications of that. Uh, there's going to be a lot of discussion about, well, Biden's age, and I think that for Democrats, they already were fighting this problem of Biden's age. But this, even though people conceptually understand that, yeah, as you get older, dying, that's a, you know, obviously we all do it and it's a risk. This makes it more palatable. Um, and I, I and you mentioned, Dr. Lilly, you, you've got the Gavin Newsom, Kamala Harris. OK, so there's going to be an appointment made. Is this a save face? This could be a save face for Kamala. Um, as opposed to just not being in that position again. Uh, this could, in a number of capacities, the Biden people decide he's going to run again, but Kamala's a drain on him. Uh, and so that's a way for her to get out, to save face. I'm going back to the Senate. I think I can do a lot of good there. Um, and then maybe Gavin Newsom slides in as vice president. And then there's the whole, okay, well, if he does die, this is the guy who's president. But there is a humanitarian component to this. And I think as a human, how sad. So it's clear she was kept in there for power purposes. Not that 
her absence would have left an opening for a Republican. But there's a lot of clawing for who's going to get that, who's going to appoint it, what are the implications when it comes to the presidential race. And you think this woman's final days on this planet was essentially being wheeled around in a wheelchair, half the time not probably, well, she demonstrated, she didn't know where she was. She was, it has to be exhausting for someone in her state. And and her, I mean, almost corpse was just being used by that political party because it was advantageous for them. And what a, what a horrible thing to do to a person in their final days. And what some people argue is being done to Joe Biden as well. Yeah. You know, and there's a lot of people that say it's it's really Barack Obama that yeah. is behind everything because, you know, obviously I don't think Joe Biden is writing all of his speeches. Oh, well, Lord, Some no. Somebody is writing his speeches for him. And, you know, who is that somebody? Who controls them? Who tells them what to do? Well, I wouldn't be surprised if that's Barack Obama. Yeah, and I've also come to, I I wouldn't say a conclusion, but I don't know that there really isn't one person necessarily controlling everything. I I think that you have these people that have been in government for a really long time and in their areas, they've, they've almost acted as not advisors so much to the president, but letting them know, here's what we're doing. And unless the president says no, they've been able to do their own thing. We saw that rear its ugly head, I believe, when Trump came in and told the intelligence community, hey, if you don't have new info, we don't really have to meet every day. Um, We can meet when you have new information. And they were very, they let it be known they were upset about it. That's when Chuck Schumer made the statement about they, you know, don't screw over intelligence because they will punish you sometimes from Thursday, which, of course, he was right. Pretty prophetic. Um, And I think that was because... And Vidman, who, uh, you know was the so-called whistleblower for impeachment on Trump in that phone call of Ukraine, which, of course, Trump was right. And if you remember, his biggest problem was that Trump, Trump quote, went off script. Uh, They had prepared for him what the conversation was supposed to be, and I think the presidents have operated that way to a large degree, and Trump wasn't that way. And I think that that's essentially what's going on with Biden, but Biden isn't you know, taking any control over anything at all. He's just pretty much, yeah. they, they, they are, they're more puppet masters than ever before. Um, so I, I don't know that it really takes one person, be it an Obama or a Susan Rice or somebody else in order to do that, because we have so many different divisions of the government doing so many different things. So the FBI, you know, maybe it's, you know, a person within that and the Department of Defense and a person within the Pentagon and the CDC. And, and they're all pretty much just calling the shots for America in their own divisions. Yeah. I don't know. But, yeah, this is definitely going to – there's going to be a tremendous amount of talk about the political implications of this. And I guarantee you, Gavin News, all those people right now, they are making phone calls, and they are trying to figure out, even if it's not – 
okay, well, we need to take advantage of this right now, making sure others don't so it right. doesn't upset their plans for the future as well. Right. Dr. John Lilly, as always, thank you, sir. You bet. Great pleasure. My friend, whom I call Dr. John Lilly for <laughs> years and years and years, and I probably always will for some reason. Uh, it is the Friday Road Show out here at Scramblers. Uh, that means, of course, we're broadcasting live out here, and we do that every Friday thanks to Affordable Towing. Then, every so often, we are able to provide free breakfast for veterans. It's not actually, nothing is free. Somebody always pays for it. And willingly and gladly, gratefully, the folks who pay for the breakfast for veterans this morning and every morning that we do the free breakfast for veterans are Scramblers, Delta Roofing, Air Services, Heating, Cooling, Plumbing, Electrical, and Serenity Honors. News in 60 Seconds, I'm Nick Reed.